You're listening to Women Making Waves. The Polish government's sudden move to implement a very divisive court ruling that demands abortions become illegal, irrespective of cases where a fetus is diagnosed with a serious and irreversible birth defect, has generated anger and protest on a huge scale. This has taken the government by surprise. We asked Women Making Waves contributor Kasia Wozniak, who lives in Poland, to send us a report on the protests. She sent this powerful account explaining the reasons behind the protest and the language the women are using to express their fury. This is the sound of anger and frustration. This is war, shouts the crowd gathered at the Liberty Square in Poznań in Midwest Poland. I'm Kasia Wozniak and welcome to this edition of Women Making Waves, where I present a report on the pro-abortion and anti-governmental protests that have been taking place in Poland for over two weeks now. Polish women, supported by husbands, partners, families and friends, and by one another, of course, took it to the streets to protest against a near-total ban on abortion. Poland's already restrictive abortion laws would, under the law proposed by the Constitutional Tribunal, ban abortions for reasons of fetal abnormality. The tribunal declared they violate the Polish constitution. This statement, as you can imagine, caused a huge unrest in Poland and beyond. Regardless of the pandemic, protesters surge onto the streets and demand a complete rethink of abortion laws in Poland, but they also campaign against the ruling party, strongly supported by the Catholic Church. I've spoken with Dr. Stanley Bill, senior lecturer in Polish studies and the director of the Polish Studies Programme at the University of Cambridge. Stanley is the founder and editor-at-large of Notes from Poland, an independent news outlet about Poland. He has spent more than 10 years living in Poland. We spoke about political reasons behind it. This was simply something that was always coming, despite the fact that Kaczynski knows that the majority of Polish society is opposed to any change to the abortion law. It, but it was coming because of promises made effectively to very conservative allies in the church and very conservative members of his party. So this was an issue that, in fact, he's been postponing for years. But very important allies of his who have supported his party, supported his presidential candidate, helped to get them, them elected in the church, and particularly in the, the very conservative parts of the church. Um, and it, it's uh, it, payback time in, in political terms. Law and justice, Prawo i Sprawiedliwość, or PiS, P-I-S, have been ruling in Poland since 2015. Their first attempt to tighten the abortion laws happened in 2016 and people took it onto the streets. The government wanted to introduce a total ban on abortion and penalties on whomever committed abortion, including the woman. The 2016 protests were polite, but this time they're not. It is not a violent protest, don't get me wrong, but it is vulgar. Polish women have had it and they are now not afraid of expressing it. The main slogan of the protest is Wypierdalać, literally translated as get the f*** out of here. About the language of the protest, I spoke to Dr. Marta Mazurek, a specialist in American literature, feminist, activist and a member of Poznań City Council. 
And today is just one simple word which encompasses the anger, we would say, and but also marks uh, the border of communication. And what happened? Those in power finally heard the word. I would say that ironically, or maybe, uh, or maybe truly, well, you need to choose your vocabulary, your language. You, you need to adjust it to the interlocutor. And the interlocutor understands language that, you know. So, so finally, they understood. They heard the language of the street. But there is a lot of uh, connection between mm, like using those swear words or cursing during a protest uh, with whatever happens. Words are like weapons. We grab onto those words. We want to shock others during protests uh, to also express uh, our despair, our anger. There are situations when those vulgar words take on great power, I would say. They become an expression of rebellion, despair, anger, but also they become an expression of strength. And this is what I think happened to this slogan... Apart from what Marta has said, on the boards you see a linguistic festival of words and you do see that there is some sort of strategy in the used words. I've translated some of them so that you can get the idea. They say, this is war, woman's hell, peace things Genitalia is an Italian airline, we won't be living coffins, I think, I feel, I decide... Hey Jarek, which is Kaczynski's name, hey Jarek, leave us girls alone. And my favorite one, let's overthrow the government and let's go make love. When at the protest in Poznań I spoke to Kasia and her friend, I asked them about the language and what they thought about it. The black protest was the first step. Everyone wanted to do it in a peaceful and quiet and cultural way. However, our government is not allowing us to do that. So now it's it's finished, it's done. I also think that no one should be angry with us women or call us in a bad way because if, if you mess around with women, that's the outcome. And also, apart from that, um, at the parliament, uh, Mr. Kaczynski is calling us in such and such a way. So it's not like they can do whatever they want and we can't. So far, the biggest protest took place on 30th of October in Warsaw, the capital city, saw around 100,000 people marching along. Back in 2016, Kaczynski was forced to back down from the proposal of criminalize anyone seeking abortion. This time, though, there is a sense that the ultra-right government wants to humiliate women and put them down to the role of a living coffin. I spoke with Eva Wojciechowska, who participated in the protest in Wrocław. The protest I have attended saw a lot of people. People are furious that the government is trying to restrict women's rights and treat us as unthinking beings who do not have any willpower nor emotions. Wrocław is really angry and will fight till the end. We, as women, cannot give up on our fundamental human rights. At a protest in Poznań, I spoke to a girl who brought a flag of the European Union with her. I asked her why she did that. And please beware that I recorded this interview when surrounded by a lot of motorbikes that were making a lot of noise. And I will explain about the motorbikes in a couple of seconds. 
When Poland was joining the EU, I was 25 years old. I was just about to graduate from my university, and I thought that there is a bright future in front of Poland. It was a very important moment for me. I was waiting for it since I was little. I still do remember the election of 1989. During the five, actually six years of uh, peace ruling here in Poland, everything has been destroyed. I feel betrayed by the party, by the government. I've never voted for them, but I never, never assumed the situation could be that bad. The protests carry a lot of symbols. The main logo of the protest is a red lightning, which is on almost every board and sticker, and it's all over the internet as well. It's a symbol of anger and frustration, but also of power and quick action. There is also a lot of solidarity as you would expect from Poland. For example, blockades of streets are not thrown upon and by honking, the drivers demonstrate support with the protesters. And I also mentioned the bikers before. They came to the Liberty Square in Poznań to express their support and, believe me, they made a lot of noise. Men support women in the fight for their rights and I spoke to two bikers about that. What brought you here tonight? Well, we came for the protest to support our girls and women. Uh, during those difficult times, our women that fight for their rights, we have an opportunity to help, so why not? Protests have been taking place not only in Poland. Between the 4th and the 8th of November, there will have been marches outside of Poland and protests already took place in Sweden, Norway, Germany, various cities like Bremen, Hanover and Berlin. But also in Austria, the Netherlands, Canada, Greece, Cyprus, the USA. And of course in England. Nottingham, London and Northampton are only the few places where the protests took place. I spoke with Anna Białos Griffiths. Anna is a psychologist and a therapist. She's Polish and she works in the UK. She went to protest in London and Northampton. The most expressed feeling I observed was uh, anger. And uh, you can feel how angry people are and the sentences uh, they had on the boards or whatever they shouted, they, they expressed lots of lots of anger, frustration. So as a psychologist, I can understand their feelings. And that's why I also uh, joined this protest. Uh, obviously, I, I stood a little bit out of the crowd because uh, we are during pandemic. So it's, it's very difficult to protest in this uh, very uh, difficult time. But um, people were shouting and uh, singing about how they don't accept what's going on in Poland at the moment. Only today I've read about a woman who knitted a red lightning in front of the Polish embassy in London. She basically sat down on the steps and knitted that. What I also wanted to mention here is the demographic of the protests. Mostly young people go and protest. Uh, it's uh, the so-called C or Z generation that cannot bear the fact that someone, and in this case it's the government, wants to take their rights away. And as a younger generation in Poland, they do not fear asking what's theirs and demand what's basic human rights. Their moral sensitivity is high and they do know that the idea that the Catholic Church is the only moral setting institution in the country is absurd. 
please do not uh, misunderstand me here. It's not only young people who come and protest. We've seen people from across uh, ages, across generations, people who come and protest because they think this uh, this law is unthinkable and they are against it. And uh, this is actually quite an interesting change in the society uh, that older people also come and protest. And the other change that um, has been observed is that the so-called bastion of peace, which is the eastern part of Poland, people over there, including small towns, they have also been protesting. So what is it that they want? Marta Lempart is the initiator of the protest. She started her actions back in 2016. She's also the leader of the abortion rights movement in Poland. She said at a press conference, the revolution that is in progress in Poland is not just a struggle for abortion. It is a struggle for freedom. Freedom has been brutally violated and abortion is its symbol. People want the government to step down. They want a country that will not hate them. This is about the rule of law and Poland that is a homeland for all. To sum up this uh, short report, let's listen again to Dr. Stanley Bill. I ask him for a short assessment on the situation and maybe a look into the future, what might happen. The situation actually hasn't yet changed in Poland with the abortion law because this court ruling has not yet come into effect and will not come into effect until the government publishes the ruling. And therefore, I think the government might try to sit it out and then eventually perhaps pass some kind of legislation that slightly ameliorates the blow of the court's original decision. But apart from that, I think for any liberalization of Poland's abortion law, uh, Polish women are going to have to wait a long time. I reckon that when you listen to my report, you probably won't think that abortion was legal in Poland in 1960s, and women from Western Europe, including Sweden, were coming to Poland to abort. That much has changed. Right, I am off now. My red lightning on my board needs a bit of brushing up and maybe I'm just going to add some wording to it. I'm thinking of the words Revolucja jest kobietom. Revolution is a woman. I'm Kasia Woźniak and you've been listening to Women Making Waves. You're listening to Women Making Waves.